Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. football season here we go welcome in war chant tv happy hour yay football Football made it. we're back everybody we're back we made it we made it it is good to be with you thanks for watching you may or may not be able to hear me if you're actually here you probably can't i don't know but if you're watching online you certainly can what's up brother I'm living the dream, man. Got my vodka, got my Mio's. Just living the dream, you, buddy. I brought you some I like Mio. The big, got fat, a the big picture of my fat face from last year that we got behind me. You're not that fat there. Well, I'm pretty fat, though. It's also staggered. And yeah, that's true. It's the biggest crowd we probably have for one of these, right? I, I told you when the game was scheduled, Duquesne was going to bring him out. People love watching Duquesne. They still feel bad about the 89 tournament game they lost to Duquesne it's in the first round. Is the reason they're well, inside. Well, it's raining, too. That, I know, helps. I know, that helped a I lot, know. too. Certainly, yeah. you'd like to take credit. I'd like to take credit, but uh, alas, it's pouring outside. But it is football season, and that is reason enough to celebrate. And maybe a lot of people are here for exactly that. That, the cold beers, and the start of football is a good thing at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. And by the way, we'll be doing this every home game Friday, Yep, 5.30 to 6.30. Yep. If you're out of town, you're thinking about coming in, just remember, this is the place to be, Appalachian Parkway, Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, 530 to 6.30 every home game Friday. And uh, don't make eye contact with us when you come in here, obviously. We don't do autographs anymore. Uh, but still, well, it's gotten look, out of control. It's gotten Corey. out of control. We got to live are we our lives. To do? Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, but, but I'm getting another shot, everyone. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's, it's awesome that we made it, man. It's awesome that we made it. Um, it's crazy that we made it. It feels like that was a long, long offseason. Um, but we're here, man, and they're going to probably be 1-0 to start a season for the first time since 2016, man. We're not doing the um, probably. They are going to be undefeated. They're, they're going to be 1-0 after okay. tomorrow, and if they're not, then I won't watch another game. But I'm <laughs> with you. I might quit. Uh, at that point, we just job. call it a day. We'll be up here at noon yeah. on Monday. I'm not going to New Orleans. Yeah, it, that would be, that'd be a toughie. But I, I would say this. It is, and I think a lot of people agree with this. For whatever reason, I think maybe it's the added depth. I think it's that Mike has done a good job in messaging. I think certainly, you know, our coverage, we've talked a lot about this. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that a lot of people believe that they've installed enough and implemented enough in the way of depth and talent that they should be a decent team this year. So there's a buzz surrounding this season that didn't exist really a year ago and a year before that for a variety of reasons. But 
Like, I think a lot of people think that this team's pretty good this year. And don't you also think it has some a little bit to do with how last season went and that they did, you know, Jordan Travis's last seven games, they went five and two. Um, they looked like a, you know, an eight or nine win team there the last two months of the season when he's healthy and playing, which yeah. wasn't all the time. Like they lost NC State um, and he didn't play in that game. And then they, the other two games they lost down the stretch were at Clemson and at Florida. Yeah, and I, and I think when you finish a season like that, you don't quit after going 0-4. You, you garner a lot of uh, appreciation because a lot – I mean, with the way things have gone at Florida State over the last four years, if you're 0-4, you can pack it in pretty quickly. Yeah. The fact that yeah. they didn't and they almost beat Clemson on the road, yep. they showed all kinds of fight, right? There were performances last year in the second half of the season that gave people a lot of hope, and that's what carries over. And then you find out, oh, well, they got this guy in the transfer portal. They added their offensive line. Trey Benson's actually healthy, the, the kid that was really well thought of when he committed to Oregon. And so the fact that we see that version of him. Johnny Wilson, you know, I think he's a bit of a wild card in the sense that nobody really knows him, but they know he's 6'7". You also don't – like he, he literally could have 12 touchdowns this year. Our three. We don't know. Like, I think his ceiling is high enough that you could think he'd have a touchdown a game. He certainly has multiple touchdowns in practices. Um, so that's something. And I also think when we, when you went in the last season and you were honest with our, with yourself, the offensive line was you probably thought was below average. The linebackers you knew were below average. The wide receivers were one of the worst units in the power five. You've gotten so much better at all those positions that now you're – above average to at least average to above average at all three that's a big that's a big step up from where you were last year at this time i think the trepidation lies in the fact that while they're better at a lot of spots they are still not terribly deep at a lot of spots they are deep on the offensive line i think that line's average and you start taking hits it's going to be a problem even though you have more in the way of uh backups than you had a year ago i don't it's not an elite offensive line we're not trying to paint that picture so you know, you still hold your breath in some areas because Tatum Bethune is a massive upgrade to your point at linebacker. Knock on wood, but if something were to happen and football is football, people get hurt, you're, you're, you're not incredibly deep just like that. It happens that way. They're better. The starting 22 are better. There's depth at certain key spots that didn't exist a year ago. But that said, you're an injury two away from being a pretty average football team. And that's why people still are cautiously optimistic. Hey, listen, I'll take any form of optimism. There hasn't yeah. been any in, no. in five years. Why would there be? Right. So, I mean, I'm not trying to bring anybody down, especially not on a Libations Friday, a yeah, uh, happy hour at the Corner Pocket Bar. That, you, that coffee beer just going down so that, smooth. That Guinness right here. But, but I, I'm just saying that, you know, we, we know this team can be a lot better. We are going to need some breaks. They are going to have to stay healthy. Yeah, they, they need turnover luck and they need injury luck. And if they get both of those, I mean, who knows? I mean, I know yeah, Tom right, predicted. If they get both of those, Corey, they could win nine games. Yeah, Tom predicted nine wins uh, yesterday. I'm not he willing did? to go there. He did. Yeah, Tom I Lane, did. the great Tom well, Lane. What show was that on? I don't remember. I, I was surprised to hear you guys on the radio. I didn't know y'all were still on the radio. That was that was cool to see. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Jeff Cameron show one to three, ninety three three FM, War Chant TV. Um, but yeah, you had eight. Tom had nine. I'm there, right? Seven and eight, right there. Um, but I, I do think if Jordan Travis plays every game, I, I would pick them to at least go eight and four. But you got that's the injury luck you're talking about. That's the injury luck you're talking about. And also, yeah, you get two linebackers dinged up. You get those defensive tackles dinged up. 
it's it's a different defense. You get nervous. I just want people who are watching on War Chant TV to know we'll take questions, fire away. Uh, Tom will relay them to us. We don't know have Somehow. a normal monitor yeah. that we have here, but monitor, Tom. Uh, we, we do not have that, but I, I, I we are ready to go to take questions. Yeah, I appreciate you guys uh, bringing the technology. So I'll let you know that Shane has already contributed 100 bucks to the Jesus, cause. Shane? That's what Shane does, man. Shane That's says, Shane. That's a light says, day for Shane. Buy around for the pillars on him so that's what he requests oh okay yeah all right yeah absolutely we got ralph's here uh eric's here we got we got a couple pillars in the house diehards appreciate it rob rathbun 20 bucks rob's the man always the man appreciate that absolutely forthcoming thank the guys and i'll get you a good question well i'm thanking the hell out of them right now we're 10 minutes in 120 bucks richer well we're splitting that right (laughs) so you're 60 bucks richer and there's the owner of the the great bill hayes Bill Hayes, there he is. Former high school football star. Superstar in Pensacola. Hey, and also we have uh, some Garnet Gold gift cards to give away. I think we're going to do like a trivia. I'm going to ask some trivia questions and whoever answers them first. Well, you've been stockpiling trivia lately because you've been doing shows. These will be probably more Florida State related than like aviation disasters like I did uh, a couple weeks ago. But you we'll won ask, the hearts of many. Maybe five or ten minutes I'll ask the first one. I think I got one on deck. It's kind of related to you. So Jeff Cameron Oh, what year? Question. What ancient ass Jeff started covering this team when? Oh, that's a good one. But no, no, we won't do that. But um, but yeah. So when you look at the, is there anything you can see from this game that that if they went forty eight to six, you take anything? Does anything portend to what you could do against LSU? No, not at all. Yeah, probably and, and, not. Right. And that's okay. Like yeah. I, I, I've said, like we were jokingly having a good time with each other on uh, some of the headlines Tuesdays from one to three. I, uh, you know, I said, look, man. They could win this game 77 to 7. They could win the game 30 to nothing. It, it's, physically, you're not learning a lot about the team in this game, but they do get to work out their communication systems. They do get to work out the headsets, all the things that can go wrong in a first game. Right. All right. Well, I mean, there's a lot of weird things that can happen in a first game. Yeah. Um, and communication is a big one because I'm, I'm talking about coach to coach, coach to player, segment group to segment. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff matters. And if you get that ironed out in game one like this, you do have a slight advantage. You're not going to be worried about that on game day against LSU. Yeah. So it's not nothing. It does matter. I mean, there will be – they will encounter some problems, and they will end up having to work through those, and they'll learn from it. Whereas if LSU has that happen on that Sunday in New Orleans – They're going to be in a hole, and they can't a, get out of it. That's the first thing. It's going to be an avalanche. <laughs> it's the first they've experienced it. And it can be more problematic. So it's good to have a week zero game. It's good to get out there in front of the fans. It's good to get, be able to play a lot of guys, and they will play a lot of guys. Think about how cool this is, how cool of a moment this is for the second string and third string guys and, and even some walk-ons, right? If Florida State does what they should do against Duquesne. Yeah. And, guys, when you hear me this dismissive of Duquesne, it's not a matter of disrespect. This is a school – you have, have nothing. You have nothing but respect for Duquesne football. Nothing but love this for guy Duquesne, baby. grew up on Duquesne yeah, football. I love him. Love him. But here's the thing: this isn't even like when you're playing a you know a team like Jacksonville State who beat Florida State last year. They don't have the same number of scholarships at Duquesne, for yeah. example. So if you go through and you look at that roster, he gets thin pretty quick. There's a lot of guys like me and you that play for Duquesne that you're like, you're kind of, right. like, or maybe a younger person. Did Duquesne recruit you at all? Did, did Duquesne know about Duquesne you? Duquesne did not recruit me. Okay. I'd like to think I was above their pay grade. I'd, li- <laughs> I'd like to think that. I don't know that. But uh, no, they didn't. Um, then again, there's a couple of small colleges like Lenore Ryan that did. So maybe yeah. I wasn't. Hey, but, man, who hey, knows? Bottom line is, I, physically, you'll wear them down quickly. 
Florida State's such a better team. It's more about execution. It's more about, you know, ironing out the kinks. But, uh, you know, for, for Duquesne, obviously it's a payday. They'll come in here. They'll play hard. You know that. They have a couple of players. I know you guys broke it down on Wake Up War Chant. Appreciate the insight on that. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I did not yeah, break it down. Yeah, no. Uh, I appreciate that you gave me the knowledge of the third-year starter at defensive tackle. That's a, a good player. And mm, there was, there was mm-hmm. a, a running back, I think, that was returning. Yeah, they got a wide receiver transfer from Marist. That's a big. That was their big. big that step. was their big portal hit yeah, in a, the offseason. Huge get in the transfer portal. But again, portal. we were probably making fun of Jacksonville State last year at this Dude, time. Dude, it's that, not the I same. Know, we're not doing this again. But that said, that said, I do think it's cool that some Walkins are going to play tomorrow in the Garden and Gold. What a what a cool thing. What a moment, right? And and just a, you can never take it away from somebody. Well, right, yeah. Let's I mean, hope. Like when they're 50 years old, they're going to be telling me, I played, I, I got in a game at Doe Campbell Stadium, Bobby Bowden Field, wearing the guard and the gold, the spear on my helmet. That's huge. Listen, it's going to happen, Gordon. Okay, I hope, man. Stop I hope walk are Stop playing. Stop putting up the wall. I hope walk are playing. Fear. You've been burned. I know. You think any offensive linemen are preparing to propose to their girlfriends <laughs> after the game, too? Are they going to save that for New Orleans? It can't happen. <laughs> they can't it do that two years in a row, right? I was going to say, though, uh, real quick about uh, when you're when you're trying to, um, I don't know, extrapolate what you what this would mean if you have a big day tomorrow, 50, 60 points. And I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer because it would be awesome for this team to win a game by 50 points just to score a bunch of touchdowns is cool. It doesn't happen. It hadn't happened a lot around here. But I I went back to 2008. You remember who they started with in 08? No, I know. They beat Western Carolina 69 to nothing. Then they beat UT Chattanooga. 42 to 3, maybe? It was a disappointing effort that day. Then then Wake Forest rolled into town. You remember the score of that game? In 08? Yeah. We were terrible. Devontre Richardson and Christian oh, Ponder were still God. battling it for the starting spot. To, it was like 13 to 3? It was 12 to 3. 12 to 3. I said 13. Florida to three. State yeah, scored yeah, three yeah, whole yeah. points. Yeah. Well, we weren't very good. No, well, they were. Yeah, they were, you're right. They weren't. They were getting there. <laughs> they were getting there. They were trying to build things up. But. I remember um, it was that night, and it was devastating. It was, and they had the good linebacker, and they had, yes, uh, they had the I corner. Mean, they had a the stud corner. Yeah, and Riley Skinner was maybe the quarterback, maybe. But it who knows? It's happen, hard. Guys. Anyway, go ahead, Tom. All right, two questions. First question is, what are you drinking? What are you drinking tonight is the first question. I'm drinking a Guinness. He's drinking vodka and meat. I'm Mio drinking, uh, I'm drinking Kool-Aid. You might want to give him the method again. Give him what? the method one more time that you use. What, okay, so yeah, I, right this here is, I got a guys, guys. No, no, this is this great. Is, this is great. He stuff. no longer has the gallbladder, and yet he's still doing this. It's ridiculous. So I get a, I get a full glass of water right here. Oh, I get a here shot of vodka. This is, on a, the edge. this is a half shot because I've already used one of the shots. I only dump half a shot in at a time with a full glass of water, and then Daddy squirts in a little meal. This is fruit punch. So I did a strawberry kiwi uh, for this one. I mean, this is what adults drink, Jeff. You can drink your coffee if you want. I'm trying to get a buzz. Most hydrated man in America. Uh, it's crazy. I do not sleep right anymore there. because every hour and a half I get up and go to the bathroom. The second question is, who are you excited to see tomorrow? What player are you excited to see tomorrow? Jared Verse. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really want to see Jared Verse. I, I, he's got an endless motor. He is intense. He's strong. He should dominate the tackle across from him in this game. If, if he, he doesn't, doesn't dominate we got a bad sign. We yeah, yeah. So, no listen and now that that you know what good point there are some things you can extrapolate physically yeah. from this game yep. you are yep. right if for some reason Florida State is not dominating both lines of scrimmage yeah hold your breath friends because LSU's got three defensive linemen that will get drafted in the first three rounds if they can't block Duquesne 
remember though, Duquesne's got three uh, preseason <laughs> all-conference Northeast Conference players: two first-team guys and a second-team. That guy. would make me nervous. And, and also, Jared Verse, if he doesn't just destroy that tackle, he can still be productive. He just won't be a sack machine this year against better teams. So that that, that will be frustrating. The lines of scrimmage. Somebody brought this up today on the wildly popular Jeff Cameron Show, Corey. They brought up the fact that Florida State hasn't dominated the line of scrimmage against anybody in a long time. You better dominate the line of scrimmage against Duquesne. Yeah, well, I would, I would say UMass they did, but uh, other than that. I mean, it's uh, just, yeah. yeah it does, it's it's very rare that it happens. Yes, I mean, um, you would. I didn't remember this last year against Jacksonville State. They ran for over 200 yards. Well, I mean, listen. They, they were just horrible throwing the ball. They were horrible throwing the ball. They weren't good in the red zone. They had some issues yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, yes, if you if you can't dominate Duquesne on both lines of scrimmage, you're in real, real trouble. Um, but they should, and I think they will. They, they, they have to. They will. They will dominate the line of scrimmage. Shane and Michelle are about to get yeah, – there we go. They're about to get – yes. Yeah. They're about to what? They donated, and then uh, Bill is the new one at the bottom they, of the They uh, donated big time, time, and they're going to get around is what they're going to get. We're right. going to buy a round on us right now. Well, it's kind of on them. Uh, Bill Ellis has uh, contributed to the program. 20 Bill, bones. Thank you, right, Bill. Bill. Thank you, Bill. Thank we you, appreciate Bill. it, man. We yeah. appreciate it. It, it, it. If you're here and you, you're that kind of kind, we can gladly buy you a drink. Okay, I'm going to ask the first trivia question. Uh, which, which, a, which car? It's, a, uh, it's a $25. 50, if y'all can hear me, I hope you can hear me. Anybody so hear me? Can you I'll raise your up, hand turn if my you can hear me? All right, good. Me. All right, so this is a uh, Florida State related trivia question. First one to raise, first one to shout it out. Tom, no, no well, how do I do? I don't know how to do it. Do they, are they? Do they race to me? I don't know how to do it other than this. Tom, you got to listen. Knock the people over on your way. But so what Tom. if they know if they're way over there? Okay, you're right. Well, they, then you they're yeah, you around. Yeah. You're right. You got to be sit. better. Control closer to the control room. All right, um, this question, it's, it's an easy one, I think. What future FSU All-American did Jeff Cameron play high school football with at Lakeland? Po- Lakewood, Where'd you go? Dude, you Lakewood high, high school? school yeah. Better hurry, better hurry. Here we go. It, it, correct, it is William Floyd. It is William Floyd. My homeboy, William Floyd. There you go, $25. One. Congratulations. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, $25 yeah. gift card. I also Good. played junior football with him and basketball in my driveway every day after school. Yeah, yeah, we know, man. I also we know ran the track with him. We all know the stories. And you were the anchor of the 4x1, right? I was not the anchor. But you Tommy, ran 4x1. I did run 4x1. I know. Uh, I ran second. Yeah. And uh, Tommy Carter ran fourth. Tommy Carter played 13 years in the NFL. I know, man. He was good. He, he was, was really fast. A yeah. lot faster than me. Hence, he was the anchor. Well, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever you had a, you had a cool I may have put too? us in, he was able to overcome. That's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. William is uh, a wonderful human being and uh, a, a knoll through and through. You know, by the way, old story about William. When he was at Burt Reynolds Hall here, I went to visit him. Tiger McMillan was his roommate. The first athlete I'd ever heard of called Tiger. Tiger McMillan. And then four years later, somebody yeah. else came, came So along. William Floyd and Tiger McMillan lived together. And I went over there. And I guess I don't know if I should say this, but we were drinking at Burt Reynolds Hall. Even though he was a college student? He was a college student. Yikes. I was also That's a college great. student. That's and, not great. And so was Tiger. And we were having a very good time. And I remember at that time walking outside at Burt Reynolds Hall, and I was giving him a hug goodbye, and like five offensive linemen walked past. And I had just been at ETSU the previous year. 
And these men were the largest individuals I'd ever seen. And it was the most humbling thing is I remember thinking, oh, you had no chance to play here. Like these dudes no. are otherworldly big. And it also reminded me how good William. Who were they? Like Clay Shiver in that game? Yeah, a huge uh, yeah. That group. That was unbelievable. Like so that, that, that was a very good offensive so line. So that would have been 91. Yeah, okay. 192. Nice. So nice. That, yeah, it was good times. It was, those were big dudes, talented dudes. Well, they have a few still. They still have a few guys. Hey, so isn't that the thing you're most excited about, honestly? To see how talented they are? No, to see the offensive line be competent for the first time in, in years. No, and I'd rather – I, I want to see the wide receivers go. Well, you plays. are addicted to wide receivers. I so am, man. I am. Get, so, because we just talked about, like, they, they should push Duquesne around. And these wide receivers over, should dominate these DBs. Over under six catches, Johnny Wilson game one. Under. But I think he's going to have – what one and a half touchdowns over under on that? Under. You think he's going to go one? They're going to pull him out of the game. Yeah, yeah, they'll probably pull him out of the game. But yeah, um, yeah man, he. I, I, I want to see him. I want to see Deuce Span. I want to see Micah Pittman. These guys are. They are very talented. They've done really well in practice. They are. Johnny Wilson has dominated practice. We'll see when that how that translates. It should translate very well to Duquesne. But he has dominated. He has dominated practices for large stretches. Um, I want to see Deuce Spann. I want to see Micah Pittman. I want to see Pokey Wilson. I want to see maybe Darian Williamson. Like, there's going to be somebody else. It's not going to be just those four. There will be a fifth or a sixth, maybe. Yeah. And I want to see who that is, who kind of stakes their claim. And then, obviously, you're going to pare down the rotation a good bit when you get to New Orleans. By the way, I, I, there's a chance that one of the guys we're not talking about at all at wide receiver emerges this year. I mean, I... We wouldn't be surprised if Malik McLean played well, yeah, but like, yep. is there like, do you think Kentron Portier or somebody like that can end up based on what you've seen? You've studied the receivers. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna, I, yeah, I, I like Williamson more than Portier. Okay. Um, I think he's got a little more, uh, like to call, uh, quick twitch, fast twitch. That's what you like to call, yeah. And, um, but Malik McLean is, has, you know, he had a better year than we remember. I mean, he caught some big, he had some big catches, uh, last year. Not a great year, wasn't he? Didn't burst onto the scene like Rashad Green, but he was a nice enough freshman wide receiver. And then um, he's been pretty good this fall. Yeah, He kind of gets lost in the shuffle because of 14 and because of Micah Pittman. But Malik McClain might be – I mean, you imagine Florida State might legitimately run out a set where they have a 6'7 wide receiver, a 6'4 wide receiver, and a 6'3 wide receiver. Johnny Wilson's not a burner. Those other two are, though. Like, they look like NFL dudes. Yeah, I'm not saying they play like them. We don't know yet, but they look like NFL guys. And it's so, going to be so much easier than throwing up to the 5'10 kids. Two Span's going to have a good day tomorrow. Let's hope, man. Let's he, hope. He, Give him some he, confidence. He'll too. have a good day tomorrow. Okay, a series of questions have come in. First of all, are they we, texting you? So, Mark stepped up big. We appreciate you, Mark. Mark's big time. the man. Mark, uh, Bill stepped him up in New Orleans. big time. Uh, Bill Ellis. Did we say it? Did we already talk about Yeah, we did, Bill Ellis. 904 Noel. Said, here you go. I'll see you guys tomorrow at Hotel Indigo, which okay, will be nice. two to five. Thank you. James B. James B is the man. He's Pensacola. By the way, speaking of Pensacola, again, I did it on the live show, Wake Up War Chant. Former War Chant uh, managing editor, DC, DC Reeves, Reeves, is the, is new, the mayor. new mayor of Pensacola. Yeah. And we're going to see him tomorrow at Hotel Indigo. He's coming yeah, by. He's I was supposed to, are you going to interview him? Yeah. So, yeah, he can sit in. Yeah, he's great. got some good stories. Yeah. And he, he and Jimbo used to, I mean, it was funny. Oh, Jimbo's, it was fun. I was there the day Jimbo pulled him down the hall. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. they had some back and forths, which were really funny. James B., thank you so much. Cannot thank you enough. Major contribution to what we're doing here tonight. That is huge. He writes, I wish I was there. 
I will be there tomorrow. All right, brother. All right, we James. We will see you tomorrow. Look forward to it. Also, uh, Mark, uh, well, let's get, yeah. James B. had a question for you guys. Who scores first? Who scores, oh, who first, scores first? Trayshawn Ward. I think, I think it's going to be by air, actually. I like your question. I like your answer. Except you took, I guess, the first best guess. But I'm going to go with uh, Deuce Span. I think they're going to – okay. I think they're going to hit like a 41-yarder to Johnny Wilson. He's going to get pushed out of bounds at the nine. And then on the next play, Ward takes it around right edge. I think it's a long throw to Deuce Span. He's going to run like right post? past a corner. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, and don't you figure the Duquesne corners are going to be playing off a little bit? Perhaps. But I don't think – It's not going to matter. It's tough to adjust. Like early, you don't know. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know. It's a terrifying feeling. We've all been there. We're like, oh, well, that – that's a little different. Yeah, that's, that's we're little, not seeing this on the scout team. Yeah, the kid a, from Marist doesn't run like this. That's a little different, yeah. But, yeah, so you guys, when you go tomorrow, I assume you, if you're here, you're most of you are going to go. You're going to watch it on TV if you don't. Um, just watch do Span run, man, and, and, and kind of, again, try to project what that could look like after he's played the position for more than five minutes. Yeah. Um, because he's getting – he's exponentially better than he was in the spring. We watched him in the spring, and we're like, well, this is – I didn't, we, didn't, we didn't call it a miss, but we're like, this kid experience. has no chance of helping them this year. None. I was worried. He, just, he was fighting the ball. He couldn't. His hands were well, stoned. He, also he couldn't run, couldn't run routes. Yeah, uh, was not crisp. He looks like a different guy. And what was that? Four, five months ago? Yeah. Five so credit months, he got to that him, by better. the way, because there's only one way to do that, and that's putting in the work. He has clearly, before they ever started practice, put in the work, and that's. I mean. Before fall camp opened up, he had to have been out there working every day. You yeah. cannot take the steps that he's taken without having put in serious time. All right, a question from Garrett. Garrett wants to know, is Johnny Wilson more similar in your eyes to Kelvin Benjamin or Greg Carr? Well, Greg Carr. I, I, I think I, I think more similar to Greg Carr. I Kelvin think- Benjamin, hey, guys. What about 2012 Kelvin Benjamin? Well, so the bad version of Kelvin Benjamin, so, Johnny Wilson's already better I, than. Yes, correct. The correct. version of Kelvin Benjamin that decided he wanted to make some money and go pro, that got, got himself incredible into shape. incredible shape, was a freak. So There was nothing you could do with him. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think the difference between uh, Johnny Wilson and Greg Carr, though, Greg Carr wasn't really interested in blocking, and he was not physical. It was jump balls to him. We agree. Johnny Wilson's a physical but guy. This was and will more go across similar. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. But I'm saying I, I think he's a let. I I would rather. I think he's a poor man's Kelvin Benjamin, more well, than he's a rich man's Greg so, Carr or something so, like that. I think they. I think he and Kelvin have similar traits as a receiver. I just think Kelvin is better at him. Right? You know what I mean? A little faster, a little quicker, a little bit bigger. bigger. Yeah, a little well, a little thicker. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he was a yeah. thick dude. Hey, so let me just say this: We had Dominic Robinson on the show today. He clarified his comments about oh D Rob yeah, yeah I heard that yeah. yeah so I like his analysis I mean this is something that we get into arguments about all the time with people you know Josh Hamilton in baseball could have been one of the greatest players in the history of the game yeah. that speed was insane he could run like the wind blows he was a big strong guy he was also addicted to crack for four years yeah so his career did not play out the way his attributes suggested that it, they could have, right? I mean, we got a glimpse. We got a snapshot. Yeah. All right. So you can say that somebody, and I, obviously I'm not trying to impugn the integrity of either of these players, but you can say somebody is as athletically gifted as you've ever seen. You can say somebody is a unique talent. It doesn't mean they're as good a player. It doesn't mean that they're going to have the career that somebody yeah. else has. 
So I get where D-Rob was coming from. He's saying, look, man, how's that route runner, hands, consistency, work ethic. Tough. I think he's a tough kid. Yeah, Yeah, he may be further along than Kelvin Benjamin was at the time that Kelvin got here. It's just ceilings we're talking about. It's just ceilings that we're arguing about. In the last seven games of 2013. uh, He was unguardable. Maybe the best six-game stretch that any FSU receivers ever have besides like Ron Sellers. What were you going to do with that guy? You couldn't. You couldn't do anything with it. So – my point was, I get where D-Rob's coming from, and he thinks that he could have a more consistent and better and more productive career. That's completely fair. He might have a better two-year stretch have a better two than year Benjamin stretch. did in 12 and 13. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So I completely get that. And we get mired in the in the numbers. We, we start looking at this guy ran 4-3, this guy ran 4-5. Listen, all these guys are preternaturally gifted athletes. They're all very talented. It takes a lot more to take another step into being a consistently great player at the college and pro level. You have to want to. Yeah. And D-Rob's point was not only is Johnny Wilson a big, strong, long athlete, he's also a guy who cares very deeply about getting better. Yes. Who's yeah. working every day, all day to do so. Well, I mean, let's just be honest. Kelvin didn't do that. Right. I don't think Kelvin loved football. Somewhere along the way, the light bulb went off. Somebody got to him, whether it be Jameis or Jimbo or a hometown friend. Somebody told Kelvin, do you realize you've been given a lottery ticket? If you try, you're about to be a millionaire. Just try for two years and you're going to be a millionaire. And he did. Yeah. But Johnny Wilson's day-to-day work ethic is way better. And just as it relates to this team, man, like these receivers, Micah Pittman is a tough-minded, competitive dude. Um, Johnny Wilson is too. These receivers won't get punked. Clemson punked those receivers last year. Um, there were times where other teams just they could not get open. That, that and maybe they weren't punked. Like they weren't they weren't like shying away from uh, contact or anything. They just weren't very good. They weren't good enough. They weren't big enough. You now have a group of Deuce Span six three, Malik McLean six four, who's a year older. Johnny Wilson six seven, and Micah Pittman might be the toughest of the group. I know he's only five ten. But he's a little dynamo when he gets the ball in his hands, and he doesn't like to be tackled. So that's a good combination. They've had a lot of guys around here that haven't minded being tackled. Oh, Micah Pittman. They've also had a guys around here who haven't minded being blocked. Yeah, minded being blocked or minded being covered. Yeah. Micah Pittman takes offense to you trying to tackle him. That hasn't been around here a lot lately. So that's just I, that's why I want to see the receivers. I want to see them dominate, man. They should they should dominate. The Duquesne defensive backs. I like I like that you're pointing something out that we largely ignore. How much what for, how much want to, how much gets you some does this team have? A lot more. Yeah. A lot more. That's important. A couple questions here. JDT contributed. Thank you, JDT. Appreciate you. If Jimbo hit on Malik Henry, he may still be here. Yeah. Was that the question? Now, no. Oh. Now that it's been a while, what was the deal with Malik? Oh, man. Where do we start? Where <laughs> Come on, do we now. start? Listen. I don't want to get sued. I could I could tell you guys some things that I think was going on. Yeah. But I can't prove that, and I'm not about to get sued. We live in a litigious society. Right. I'm going to leave that alone. But my man may not have had his ducks in the row. All right, let's just say that. My man but, may not but, have been living a salubrious lifestyle. Yeah. And we're not here to relitigate saying, the Malik no, Henry recruitment. I'm just saying. But Jimbo. There were also warning signs you could prior see that to coming here. For two years. Well, when he you jump from school, school to school to school. Every p- other period, he was in a different school. Yeah. Like, so okay, third I'm period, I'm, in, I'm at this school. Now, fifth period, I've moved over to this twice. Well, he, my, he did five high schools. Yeah, my man wasn't, you know, living that life. He and was also not locked in on Francois the things getting hurt. Uh, the other day, DeAndre, oh, no, and what we, happened with him? There was a, one, there was a run of it, but Malik Henry 
if he because he was I think he was preternaturally talented man as a quarterback. Oh, he had a gifted arm and uh, just did not work out. All I all. know is guys on the day that they had media day, we were there and we're down on the football field. Segment groups are separated. They take the team picture in the stadium. He walked past me, and I was aghast. Yeah, yeah. I remember going, you know, this kid. Oh, well, that ain't going to, that, that's yeah, not going to work. It's <laughs> yeah. not going to work. That's all I'll say. Um, how many yards, writes Robert, will Tate Rodemaker throw for tomorrow? Buck 67. 167. I'm going to say 88. I think he's going to get three drives. They're going to want to run some, but I think he's going to throw for a, a touchdown. I think he's going to throw for one big play, which is going to boost the numbers. Okay. All right. So I I like that. Ryan, thank you for your contribution. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you, Ryan. Random question. We see Norvell face Coop every day. Yeah, in the foot race. If you're Mike, if you ever lose, is it just over at that point? It's a little bit like hairlines. You got to really know when time is up. You got to be honest with yourself. You got to look in that mirror and go, Well, he lost one. Who the one. hell am I kidding? He lost one in the spring because he blew a hamstring. He, but he didn't lose. He got hurt. Well, still. I'm just saying, I if you like blow you a lose, hamstring, you blow you a hamstring you, I'm not you counting lose. that as a loss. That's a lose lose. It's like when I blew my hamstring when I but raced you won that year in the parking lot. But you of the won that race. I did. So I won it twice. Yeah. And the second one, I went down in the heat. Yeah. But it was worth there, it. There, it was there would not be a third. No, I was not doing another one. Hey, so bottom line is this. Mike's not going to lose to Big Coop. Mike is not that far removed. I mean, he's removed, but he's not so far removed from being a receiver. But he's in good shape. And he's, he's in good shape. He's he keeps himself good, in good shape. And good, Coop is 300-plus pounds. Yeah, yeah, 320 maybe? Yeah, yeah he so should never just, lose that. Just, you know, Cooper gets a head start of about 10 yards. He also he has teammates blocking for him, like trying to shield Norvell off. I it am going to tell you two things about that. It's team building. It's camaraderie. It's cool. Every time he does it, I hold my breath because there's no problem if Coach Norvell shatters a knee, breaks yeah, who an cares? ankle, he can coach well, or rips with a, a hamstring. Yeah. There's a real problem if you're racing your head coach and your starting nose tackle tears his ACL yeah. or rips his hamstring. So I've kind of often thought they should stop the tradition. I would like them to do that, too. And I'd yeah, like them to uh, stop doing also that. Also, like, yeah. maybe I've, I don't know if I broke the uh, code that we get to cover practice. I just reported on Norvell's injury at practice. I don't know that we're – That was even a co- year ago. I know, but still coaching injuries. I don't it know if we're It was kind of funny to... when it happened because I, too, have pulled a hamstring, and I was like, oh, I know what that feels like. Oh, I got another uh, I got another trivia question, Tom. Oh, before you start. Okay. We got another question. Tom, thank you so much, Tom. Appreciate you. He – I, I, I normally don't do this, but I'm going to tell you, he contributed 11.01 because he says, 11 and 1, boys. Oh, I can feel it all nice. the way down to my plums. Mm-hmm. Well, Tom, I'd like to have what you're having. I'd like to know what it is you're eating, drinking, smoking. 11 and 1 seems highly unlikely, but your optimism is welcome here. Can you imagine what you life would be like if we were covering an 11 win team again? I mean, that yes, would be I incredible. We, we would go it. to a cool city we, yeah, we to would. cover the bowl game and not. Maybe other, a playoff other cities. Game. Yeah, I mean, probably two point, playoff Jesus. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, All right. right, Tom, so I got a trivia question. All right, same thing. I guess they, they come up to you. Whoever gets to you first. Tom, Race the guy, towards the, Tom the guy raising his hand with the Mets. He's right here. This is going to be a uh, – I think this will be a 25 or two. Um, so we were talking about Kelvin Benjamin. We all remember the catch he made in the national championship game. There were three other touchdowns scored in that game by Florida State players. Kermit Whitfield, obviously, with a kick return. Oh, that's a big one, baby. Devontae Freeman had a run in the first half to cut it to 21-10. to 10. 
Who was the other Florida State player that scored a touchdown in that game? Manny wins. What you, Chad, Chad Big Pad Abram on a little screen pass from uh, Jameis Winston. Yeah, it was one of the uh, great moments. Come get your car, baby. Come on, buddy. I got you. And in uh, great fashion because it's Florida State. Congrats, buddy. Good to see you again, man. Um, By the way, Manny, I watched, Manny oh, can I get a pair of your postal pants? They look comfortable as hell. They're not. They do look I wanna, nice, though. I want to wear those nice. on the golf course. I like them. I need a pair. So on uh, that play, Chad, I think that cut it to two, and Florida State was going to Chad think Abrams it it, Yeah, it would have made it twenty-one to nineteen. So that little pass out in the flat. Yeah, and, and he kind of bobbles it for a second. But he makes all Demonte Freeman is on the other side of the field. All he does is look at the Auburn sideline and do this, and they and they get and him they flat. flagged him for fifteen yards. Meanwhile, for, your boy is posing. Yeah, he's posing. He yeah, didn't get anything. Yeah. He just does this. He didn't do this. He should have done he that. He didn't do double bird. I shouldn't. Sorry, guys. I did some family should've show. Done it all. He didn't do it. He didn't do any of that. He just did this, and he got a fifteen yard penalty. He had to kick the extra point. And yeah, Ricardo Aguayo made it. Well, I always think about. You know, uh, I don't want to go here. I'll, I'll piss off people. I'm just yeah. Let's not do the, that. The people that officiate games, man. That's all I'm saying. It's. I understand it's a hard job. I give you a lot of leeway when it comes to the difficulty and the speed of the game. Where I get mad is when you're litigating emotion when yeah. you decide to, I guess, imprint your personal feelings about what somebody should or should not yeah, do correct. when they score a touchdown. Correct. And we. Well, you, you saw it a lot. We you saw it a lot there. in the '90s when they fell bad for teams. Knows where I'm going with that. They were yeah. losing by 50 points to much more yeah. talented yeah. athletes. Oh, I thought you. I, I thought you were waving at me. No, I was gonna. Say, well, I could say Trey Mason. I mean, where the hell was the flag on Trey? Well, that's Mason? what we were talking about. Well, we he did like, it on hey, the sideline, Tom. That was the difference. He did it on the side. What a great he did Heisman it to moment! The camera. I know. What a great Heisman moment that was yeah. for him. It was great. By the way, though, I'm forever grateful to Trey Mason. He trucked Jalen Ramsey. He did on that play. They won them a national. And maybe that the last tackle, time Jalen Ramsey's ever been trucked. Yeah. And if he had made the tackle, they it would lose. have taken an extra 45 seconds to a minute and a half to score. We could have had a real problem. Yeah. So thank goodness in that moment, Trey Mason just pumped Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> Man, what a uh, what a great time to cover Florida State football. Well. It seems hey, it's like coming a back, baby. memory. It's coming back. It seems, Maybe it, this year is the year that signals signs of something turning the corner. Yeah. 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 Kyle what? wants to know, Kyle is asking, would you guys be interested in writing a tell-all book about Florida State from 2001 to present? Sure. 2001 to present? And is there any story you could share that might be a little edgy? So if time? we wrote that book, Corey, if you and I decided to write that book. from two, So the last 20 years. 21 years. Just, okay. Yeah, 20 sure. years. I got a lot of them. I started covering the team on the, you know, being on the sideline, going to practice, doing those things in 1998. Yep. It's hard to believe. I, can't I was believe. 07. So you had so, a decade on me. So I would just tell you, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of stories, fun stories. Some of them involve things I've actually said on the air eons ago. It's kind of what led to Chris Ricks not liking me and others. Other stories like oh, were that. You, were you critical of Chris Ricks? I might have been. That's I weird. might have been. For what? I may have had a few conversations with Jeff Bowden over the years that yeah. didn't go well either. Um, but I had call-ins from coaches' wives and things like that that I could tell lots of stories about. Emails uh, that involved uh, threats. Mm, okay. From coaches' yeah, nice. wives as well. Nice. <laughs> as well. I haven't yeah. had any of that. Oh, yeah, I had some good ones. People like me. I'm not as bombastic as you. No. 
No, but you got here in 07. They were already down. Yeah. I was watching the thi- the plane crash into the side of the mountain. You were. You got to yeah. understand, I could not sit idly by as the plane was crashing into I mean, the side of the mountain. You were the stewardess or the flight attendant that was like, guys, like, gosh, this we, got going down. Damn, yeah. we got a problem here, yeah, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what was going on there. It was a little different. By the time you got here, you're like, oh, it's just wreckage. Let's clean this up. Let's clean this up and get it together. Yeah, yeah. it was a little bit more difficult for me because I was watching the plane towards the mountain. What one player from 2010? It's a random team, but Jimbo's first year. No, no, no. This isn't a trivia question. It's to you. Would you want, would make this team a win better in your eyes? Would equal at least one more win? 2010. You're going to make me pull up the exact roster because I probably, well. I mean, there were some good ones. You had Greg Reed. I I was going to say Greg Reed. I love Greg Reed. You had Rodney Hudson. Rodney Hudson. Now he wasn't the center. McMahon was the center. Hudson was the guard. But yes, Hunter uh, Hudson. I think Hudson's the guy. But but Thompson. I, listen, Ponder's not a terrible name. No, you're not. You're not wrong. Christian not Ponder wrong. was a really good college football player. A really. I mean, that one year especially, yeah. he had a really good season. And you know, I mean, he could move. Now he he also had the maddening habit of fumbling anytime he got touched in the pocket. Yes. That was maddening a couple of times in particular. Yeah, I, I would prefer that not have happened as frequently as it did. Um, Rodney Hudson's a really good answer. That's probably it, right? I was thinking yeah. of anybody on the defense, and uh, I think I just they had some good roster. guys on that defense. Bradham, uh, Nigel like was that, not but, that big a difference. Yeah, Rodney maker. Hudson, he he. I don't know how it works with centers, but he's he might have a chance at the Hall of Fame. Oh, Bobby's. I mean, uh, he said Bobby. Uh, Rodney Hudson's been really good in the pros. Uh, he so needs who's to, the he next, needs to play a little longer. Who's the next Florida State player in the Hall of Fame? Leroy Butler, congratulations! That was awesome to see. I've been. I was hoping that would happen for years. It was crazy that Steve Atwater got in and he didn't, but he's in. So he became the fifth. I think. Who's the sixth Florida State player to get in the uh, Anquan Bolden Pro Football Hall of Fame? Okay. I think Anquan Bolden gets in. He I better. Do. He needs to. He I, is I think a Anquan great dude in. off the field. He had I, incredible numbers. Yeah, and I would make an argument. And again, the game won a champ- He won a Super Bowl too, right? With yeah. The Ravens? Yeah. And he, he, listen, I would tell you that I think. Warwick Dunn should get in. Now, the reason I would say that is it's total yards. Yeah. Yards from scrimmage. So you had to count the receiving yards to go with. Yeah, was he's he like a eight. dominant running back? No. But was he one of the early multi-dimensional running backs that was such a threat? At, he killed it, man. Yeah. I mean, he really did. Now, listen, he gets overshadowed an awful lot. Obviously, that Rams offense, yeah. you know, people tend to think about that more than they do what Warwick Dunn did in Tampa and Atlanta. Yeah. But I honestly, he was that kind of player. He was a, a, a huge threat out of the backfield. He also got screwed out of touchdowns because of Mike Allstott. Mike Allstott came and just stole <laughs> touchdowns yeah, he from him. He was a thief yeah. in fantasy football, too. But I just, Warwick Dunn, go look at his total yards from scrimmage. If you compare him I think to. He's like top 20 in the, in the history is. of the league. He's he's twentieth all yeah. time in total yards in the NFL from yeah. and he's that's a, crazy. People I don't, don't even know if realize you, that. I, I don't Long know if you know his story, in. Jeff, but he was a uh, he was a pretty good dude off the field too. I've heard. Didn't know that. I've heard. I've things. never oh, heard. No, that. no, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he, he no, so, a, you know, honestly, like 
when I say that, that I've had matter. people roll their eyes at me. I say, go look where he sits all time. You know how hard it is to be five foot nothing and 150 pounds and freaking be a dominant player for over a day. I mean, dude, my, my all time favorite uh, Warwick Dunn story, and you know this because you're a Bucks fan. When he was being interviewed by the Bucks, they asked him, What would you say you do best on a football field? And he just said, I score touchdowns. Which is the perfect answer. It's yeah. an incredible answer, and he does. Big fan of people who can score some touchdowns. And I brought that. I bring that up because when we were watching practice earlier this week, maybe it was last week, I'm like, man, all I watch Johnny Wilson do. I don't know how good he's going to be, but in practice, all he does is score touchdowns. That's a good. That's a good trait to have as a football player, right? It's a great trait. Um, it reminds me of Chris Carter getting ripped at the time. When he was with the Eagles before going to all Minnesota. All I do is catch touchdowns. All I do is catch yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, it, all he does is catch touchdowns is what was said by uh, the defense coordinator from the Bears who went on to be dead. Buddy, Buddy Ryan. Ryan. Buddy Ryan. Buddy, oh, so Buddy on, Ryan's like, oh, Chris Carter, all he does is catch touchdowns. Like he was mad at him. He's like, well, my man, that kind of matters. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good yeah. thing to do. Let a Hall of Fame receiver go because, I mean, that's pretty weird. But anyhow, long story short, Johnny Wilson's going to be a good player this year. I don't know if he's as good as we've hyped him up or the War Chant crew has hyped him up to be because I worry about press conference. You and I had this conversation yeah. now. That won't be what's on display tomorrow. He'll be fine. He'll, he'll, he should have no problem getting off of press coverage tomorrow. But against LSU will be the first big test. Man, that's the test for all those guys, man. Deuce, uh, well, Pokey to an extent, uh, Micah Pittman. They, what are they going to do when guys get in their face? Um, like I said, I don't think they have – I don't think this wide receiver crew is going to get dominated like they did last year. I think no, they they've were got, dominated a year ago. They've got what for, like you said. I do think that, man. They are competitive dudes. Um, and I I, I I, foresee that's that to me is going to be – that's the that's the game. I don't If they win or lose against LSU, what do those wide receivers look like? How well do they that's play? That's what I, I want to see because that's what you think of moving forward because they won't face a lot of teams that have better athletes than that out wide um, on defense. If they can hold their own, are, are Kelvin Benjamin dudes into the third row with with a with a yeah. one arm throw? Like do that and dominate guys physically, then you you man, you start getting excited about this offense for the first time in a long time. Do another trivia question because we've only got about ten minutes left, buddy. I uh, mean, I gotta think of one. Let me think of one. Uh, I got. Oh, you're making it up. Yeah, I'm doing it up on the spot, man. I'm doing it on the spot. Let me. I'll try Stephen to writes, outside of national championships, what has been your favorite moment covering FSU? Oh, that's a great question, Stephen. Uh, well, we talk about that 2010 team. We were just talking about them. Yeah. I get excited when I see the burgeoning signs of future success. Like when, when you've been in a, in a place where you're frustrated and desperate to see signs of growth. Yeah. That first team that gives you an indicator – that things are about to change always excites me. I've got to, so, so, by the way, that's I, I want to say again, what I'm excited about with this team is I don't think they're going to be a top two team in the ACC Atlantic, which if you think about Florida State, it's kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, say, that's, right? that's where we are, right? Yeah. But I do think they're going to be the first team in a long time to show us signs that the future is very bright, that they are moving in the right direction. And I can take a hell of a lot of satisfaction from teams – that maybe aren't championship quality, don't have any shot in hell to win games against currently the Clemsons of the world, but do fight like hell yeah, and give you a glimpse of a brighter future. And this team could be that. I, and uh, Yeah, it could be. And I think when you – especially when you think back of what this team was two years ago. I know it was a COVID year. It was a goofy year. 
that team was god awful. Like they went three and six. The only reason they won their third game is because they threw Duke on the schedule at the end. Made them play. If they would have played their re- real schedule and had to play Clemson and Florida, they go two and ten with eight absolute blowout losses, like humiliating losses. Clemson and Florida would have beaten them by fifty points each. The very next year, they lose by three to Florida. They lose by essentially three to Clemson when they had to lead with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. That's how much they gained. And I know Clemson and Florida both lost a ton, but if they'd have played in 2020, those teams would have just humiliated Florida. Sure. Within one year, you're going toe to toe with them, and you're and you're you're not you're not getting humiliated at all. You probably should have won both games. But that's why, and I don't think they should have won both games. But I, I get where you're going. That's why they're easy to root for. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because the kids that stayed. The kids that didn't transfer, and I don't blame the kids that transferred. They didn't through a lot. Yeah. But the kids that stayed and bought in and fought like hell, and the kids that then decided to transfer in, Jermaine Johnson, yeah, Keir Thomas, kids like that, right, who bought into what Mike was telling them about what, what we could do for you and how you're going to elevate your status and fight hard and make our program better. We'll remember you forever, right? Yeah. So it all builds to this moment where you say, all right, guys, You've been through hell. Go get you some good. Go get you something that makes you feel good. Go feel good. good go go about, celebrate. Yeah, go, yeah. The, all that hard work, there has to be a reward. And that's why we get nervous because we want it so bad for the for, for the coach. We want it so bad for the kids that stayed. We want it so bad for the kids that committed during a downtime. Like, and I mean that. I mean, I I I, I probably this is where I'm biased as a Seminole. I want to see guys like that who are helping us along the way yeah. succeed. It means a lot to me. Well, there's a lot I've like that lot. 10 team. That 10 yeah, team, that, none that of those guys, I, maybe one or two played, right. won a national championship. Well, Tom and I talk about but this those guys time. help turn the program around. They should give Chris Thompson a freaking ring. Yeah, I agree with that. Guys like that. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, give that guy like that a ring. Because there's some of those guys who fought like hell to get us back to a place where we were respected and we can win again, yeah. and we open the door to other recruits. What about Xavier Rhodes and Bjorn Werner? Because they left early. They could have been on that team, but they left. They chose uh, I mean, not still, to get there. I mean, I love Bjorn Werner. I love Xavier Rhodes. I, I got no problem with that. I mean, yeah. they went and got paid. But, but I mean, the bottom line is when you find a team that has sacrificed as much as they have and they've had zero success – you just, I mean, maybe it's the parents and me. I don't know. I just like to see those kids do something. Well, you're a softie. And we I know am a softie. You're I just like to see those heart. kids have an opportunity. What if about they the go kids in Duquesne? This year, what if the kids from, you don't give a flip about Duquesne? If they lose by 80, I don't care. Yeah, I know Do you better. Don't. don't go to Duquesne. Your parenting I, I just, only yeah. goes so much. Yeah. But I was going to say, though, answering the actual question about the non-national championship game that I've enjoyed the most, um, I'm going to say the oh. 2012 Northern Illinois game. Well, that's because you hated the quarterback and the coach. Uh, both. Agreed. Both. And just the fact that they talked so much trash. Which was bizarre. Crazy. They're going to be on their knees in the fourth quarter, and then that clearly wasn't the case. They had like 150 yards of offense, um, and their coach lied about it afterwards. All that was just ridiculous. So I'd say that one just because I'm vindictive. And then the 2010 Florida game, which kind of tie- well, ties into what this game, yeah. what this team could be. Yeah, because imagine – Rocket. Imagine if this team, because they've lost to Florida now, what four times, three, four times in a row? Too many. Yeah, too many. I go. I don't keep. I don't keep track. I don't keep track. Well, but we ended the Miami losing. Streak, imagine so. if they're, let's say, seven and four at Thanksgiving, and then it's Florida rolling in on a Friday night. Yep, and you a win that game. Chance to get to eight wins or nine wins. You, that's gonna Dude. be. That could be a win that sparks. You know how something. loud that place will be if that happens. 
Yeah, probably very loud. I mean, it's going to be answer, that right? feeling from 2010. Yeah, yeah. Where you're down on the field, the place is rocking. I still have an awesome video from being you're down playing on the field. You're playing All I Do Is Win. You remember yeah, that yeah, when yeah, I was yeah, on yeah, the billboard charts? I was down on the field and it was chilly. Remember yeah, that? It was chilly. Yeah. That and, was so awesome. And Urban quit. Like, he literally quit on the game. He Bitch just ass Urban Meyer. Yeah, that, was the, that was a I wonderful know. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope, I'll be honest with you. I hope he gets another shot in the NFL. <laughs> I, I, I think he deserves another shot. That I, He just, you run him out after a year? Come on, gang. Not so stunningly, he gets another shot with Fox Sports. There you go. Well, there, correct. There, yeah, there he's did. But, uh, yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, that was a lot of fun to watch. It was a lot of fun to be a part of, to be out on the field and to see that. You got a question? No? Five minutes is what we're told. You want to do this trivia question? You better get on it. I got to think of one, man. I got to think of one. You can think of one. You can't. I'll think of one. No, I'll you, think of one. You're you're an elitist when it I comes am, to I, who trivia questions your, about uh, Florida State well, football. Let's see. Okay. I'll, I'll talk. Talk about something. Talk think amongst each other yeah. while we figure this out. Um, no. So you want, you want to talk about – oh, do you know it off the top of your head? I actually would bet that you do. Okay. The Seminole football team with the most amount of draft picks. Was it 12? 13. Going into four. Well, yeah, but 12 had all those guys, too. All those guys, too. So a total, well, that that is a cumulative thing. Because the 2012 team, even Jameis was on that team technically. So that was 28 guys on that one team. Well, it has to be on guys. 25 in two years, right. So that, I mean, the problem is that we're doing the cumulative thing over two years. We need a singular season. Yeah, but this isn't the trivia question. Well, it could be if you knew it, but you don't. I do. Well, so you've let 20, us down. They had 29 you, you over really three years. You failed us yet again, Corey. They, I, they set a record. I thought for, for sure you knew this. 29 for three years, they set a record. That's now been broken, I think, by Alabama and then Georgia. Georgia had, had 15 I last think they had year alone. 35 guys drafted last year, but yeah. it was the record for most draft picks of no, the year. Listen, I, I, actually, that's a fun one for us to look up afterwards, but doesn't do us any good right now. I wonder what the singular season I don't like know, man. I'm trying to think of a, I'm trying to think of a trivia question. I'm trying to think of a trivia question. All right. Okay, this is one. All right, here we go. Here we go. It's it. another national championship type question. 93, 99, or 2013? I'm deciding on the run. I'm, we already did 13, so I'm going to do... 29 straight. I'm going to do... No, I'm going to do 93. And I'm going to say... This is the question. Yes, my dad and I were at the game. I drove the van. Here we go. This is gonna be back. this gonna be a tough one, and you're, there are probably a lot of people throwing random numbers at you, Tom. So Scott Bentley gave Florida State the lead with a, I think, 19, 20 yard short field goal. Danny Cannell was the holder. Yeah, yeah. William Floyd picks him up, and then Florida State, of course, gets a unsportsmanlike penalty for celebrating. And how long was the field goal attempt that Nebraska attempted to try to win the game? My dad wouldn't it was watch it. Size straight left. It's oh, you don't even know the answer, do you? So that's going to be tough for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got it right. I got it right. Yeah, you did. Well, hey, well, then here you go, man. You want the gift card? Yes. <laughs> you got it. You won. Yes. Hey, nobody said it yet. So I nobody don't said think. it. Hold Guess. Hey, I'm going to text Tom. The Nebraska field goal, 93. How far was it? No. Wait, no. who said that? No. The distance. The distance of the – the distance. No, no. Think Those of, of you that have said 43 are close. Very close. 44. Who said 44? There you go. 
All right, well, that was a lot harder than the other ones. There you go, man. Congrats, bud. Congrats. And on that note. That was the price is right at the end. That yeah, was, I, I'm yeah, going to have to come up with better ones next time. That was fun. I got it right, though. You I'm did, man. You nailed yeah, that yeah. stuff. How uh, nervous were you, by the way? Because I knew he was going to make it. I wasn't nervous. My dad wouldn't watch it. I knew he was going to make it. I'm like, they just gave them the game. They hey, tackled I, him ridiculously. To, hey, listen, I want to add a little something, too. This is to make you laugh. Years later, after that game, I go to a party. I'm dating a girl at the time. She's in the psychology department getting her PhD. I'm standing on the wow, back deck. Wow, that's a humble talk- brag. Hey, hey. Jeez, Louise. Ta- talking- I'm talking to a guy who goes on to be a dear friend of mine. His name is Kobe One. He's a Nebraska graduate. He was an undergrad in 93. He was Ooh. at the game. He says to me that night on the porch while we're having a drink, getting to know each other, I was roommates with that sorry son of a bitch who missed the field goal. Man, and he missed it. And he told me, and he told me, all of us Nebraska fans knew he had zero chance yeah, he, to make he, it because he had been bad he all year Florida long. State had but some we bad all thought luck. he was going to make it. Yeah, of so, course. Yeah, yeah. It was later on. Yeah. Well, here's hoping they played a national championship game this year. Wouldn't it be fun? It would be fun. It ain't gonna happen. Hey, listen, we're at the corner pocket. <laughs> we'll be here every Friday, five thirty to six thirty. For the uh, for the happy hour show, yep. uh, home games tomorrow, pregame show, two o'clock, Hotel Indigo, myself and Tom Lang, in game coverage throughout the game. Dominic Robinson will be breaking it down as our lead analyst. Post game show, Tom and Gene Williams got you covered, taking your calls after the game. Corey will write an article. Ira will write an article. There'll be a Sunday smash. Yep. Wake up War Chan on Monday. Jeff Cameron show on Monday afternoon. Jeez, sweet Jesus. It keeps Jesus. going, man. It goes and goes and goes. and goes. You covered at WarChant.com. Until next time, peace, yay, football. We made it. Hey, we get a cheer. Thanks, everyone.